0: Hi, and welcome to episode 238 of No Crying in Baseball, the There Is Crying in Graduation episode. My name is Patty, and I'm here in Rochester with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey hey there. I'm realizing that I should have changed. You, Patty, is wearing a lovely There's No Crying in
1: Baseball t-shirt that we got at the Rochester Red Wings. I do have a matching one, so there will be some some photo ops being thrown out there on social
0: media. We walked into that team store before the Red Wings game, and it was like... Patty and Potty Mouth, please come here and hand us all your money. How could we not buy these shirts? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. So, so yes, we are in Rochester for the graduation of Junior Potty Mouth, um, and we're very proud. And so we've been having a great time. So, um, yeah, we are recording in the morning over coffee and Cointreau because Orange makes it brunch. (laughs) <laughs> and we're classy like that. And we are classy like that because then we have a drive back home and you wouldn't want to talk to us after our drive. Right now, even, it just caffeinated in Cointreau, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. And we just to, to be,
1: put it out there, we're not driving for three more hours. So we right. just have a little splash of Quantro just to, to enhance the recording and then we're going to clean up and um, sober up a little bit and hit the road, but we're also celebrating Mother's Day today. Hey, happy Mother's Day, Potty Mouth. Happy Mother's Day. So we get to do stuff like this, like sit around and have some kids bring us some bagels in a couple hours and enjoy our coffee and quattro while we talk to you all out there. Hey, everybody.
0: Hey, everybody. On today's show, we've got a boyfriend report from our visit to the minor leagues and more adorable fourth graders and more on the Adley Watch. Hey, Miggy. And hey, Dusty. We've got a campfire interlude that we hope you'll enjoy. Our Women in Baseball this week features the Australian Women's Showcase and yet more Kelsey Whitmore because she's unstoppable. Our police blotter, Believe It or Don't, features an umpire apology. And we're going to end with greetings from the very basement of our fantasy league. Ouch. Ouch.
1: But meanwhile... One of the fun things that we got to do in here in Rochester, among many graduation festivities and celebration, was going to see the Rochester Red Wings take on the Wilson, and I didn't write this down, it's the Wilson Bar Rail Riders, right? Rail Riders. It's the R-I. Rail
0: Riders. I just don't think it's Bar. I think there's a funny pronunciation there. Um, um, bar Or, or, or <laughs> Barry. Barry. It might be oh, Barry. Oh, okay. So, but I'll, the only thing that we know is and rhymes with Kraken. But yes. Everything else, I don't know. And Bochi rhymes with Kochi.
1: But beyond that, I got nothing. All right, we got to get we gotta get a rhyme. So any of you Yankees fans, especially your AAA Yankees fans out there, if you want to phone in with the correct pronunciation of your AAA team, that would be lovely. A little bit of a shout-out, actually, to the guys who are behind us. I hope you guys are listening. We had a lot of fun um, going back and forth, as the score did, with a Yankee fan behind us and people around us. And it was one of those nail-biter games that, unfortunately, the good guys that would be Rochester – Lost in the 10th inning, but hey, we got some extra baseball in the Freezing.
0: It was fucking. It was freezing. It was so cold. Well, it's spring in Rochester, so that's what yes. you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. We had
1: so many layers, but we know how to layer up for games. We also
0: wore our City Connect jerseys because you know, yeah. this is the Nationals AAA, so we thought we wear our our Washington um, uh, cherry blossoms. And we had people stopping us right mm-hmm. and left to compliment us on our jerseys, so we felt good for representing.
1: Yeah, I dare say we were the only one in cherry blossom jerseys in that stadium. Indeed. At the end of the game, we were almost the only ones in, in the stadium. stadium. <laughs> but bless the two little girls in front of us who were like had little curls and bows in their hair and stayed through the 10th inning their park has helped i'm yes. sure <laughs> yep yep so back to those yankees um you know you, you all know how i feel about the yankees much admiration here what i was entertained to find is there a whole bunch of guys that i knew and you you know that we talk about our baseball boyfriends those guys that we've picked off the off se- in the off season because they're super cool in some way and we each have to pick one guy per team so i've had to pick some yankees in the past and, um, and I saw a couple of them, although one I picked when he was not a Yankee. I picked Jose Peraza back when he was looking really, you know, like up and coming and going to take off. And boy, was I wrong. I picked him in 2019 <laughs> oh, no. for the Reds. Very nice guy, though. And, you know, I looked back to why I picked him because there have been just so many guys. It's hard to remember. And part of it was him working on his English skills. And one of the, the ways that he did that was he practiced singing the national anthem, which you know I'm not a big anthem person, but I appreciate as a as a English as a second language teacher, guys who put effort into their language skills. So pretty cool. He um, he elected free agency after that year. He wound up with the Red Sox. So I mentioned that to my dad when I said, oh, I saw Jose Peraza. Not not a, a fan. Or the Red Sox fans are not fond of him because he did did not do so well in that shortstop position in 2020. Free agent again ended up with the Mets, 21, fractured his finger, free agent again, and that's when the Yankees picked him up, so his uh, average has been steadily declining since I picked him in 2019, but I got to see him, and despite his current, you know, rather low average at 173, he got two hits to impress me, I'm sure, with two RBI Patty Mouth
0: is here. I got to show off.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. And even though it and Patty Lake always points this out as I'm rooting at a game because I was very enthusiastically rooting for the Red Wings, but when somebody like Jose Peraza came up, I'd say, "What a nice guy." What like, a I, nice guy. I can't hope that he's getting an out. Although right. when he got the RBI's, I weren't I was not really happy about mm-hmm. it, but happy for him personally. Sure. The other guy that I actually picked for this year, so I get to see my current boyfriend for the Yankees, you know, ideally we like to have our boyfriends in the majors because that way they get us points in our, in our. (laughs) <laughs> Theoretically, there is the, the possibility baseball.
0: of them getting us points. Right. If you when we, if you hang on to the end when we review our fantasy team, our boyfriends are not really getting us very many points. Yeah,
1: especially yeah. mine. And, you know, they're not going to get me points if they stay in AAA like Esteban Floreal, but also very nice guy. He was the guy that I picked because of the interesting political context where he was born in the DR of a Haitian mom, and so they almost called him the first Haitian of MLB, this- and he was not, he is not.
0: This is why we are in the basement of the Fantasy League for yeah. things like, well, here's why I picked him for the political aspects of his background.
1: Y- y'all got to admit, though, it was, it was a good story. It Go is a good story. Episode. It's a good story, but that
0: no one is surprised by our rankings is what I'm yes,
1: saying. I guess, you know, we just need a new point system. Go back to episode <laughs> 227. So when I, when I was really digging up the dirt on these guys that we saw the day before yesterday, and, and mind you, side note also, we saw them lose, but then the next day they won a doubleheader. So yeah, we missed a little bit of the fun stuff but Greg Bird who spent plenty of time actually in the majors for the Yankees and just couldn't get it together in 2018 way back in our files I found that he was a backup for you because we had so many stolen guys so yeah. sometimes what happens with our fantasy league we have to we have to whittle it down to some of our guys out of our boyfriends and then the rest we let you know other people pick but then that sometimes leaves us short if our guys get injured so greg bird was an emergency backup yankee for patty i I don't think that went well because he he has been batting under 200 since 2015 and he seems to be doing all right at the triple a so wishing the best for greg bird on the other side the good guys as we like to call them the triple a nationals of rochester red wings we got to see lucius fox who we talked about patty talked about very recently and you'll hear some commentary about him in our campfire conversation he
0: has still not gotten a hit i feel bad for the day well, well you know he, he did get his first major league hit right before he got sent down yeah and can we just throw in real quick right mm-hmm. now um this this past week is when rosters had to be cut down from 28 to 26. they were at 28 because of the shortened spring training so a lot of guys were kind of kind of surprised people by getting sent down mm. so if you if you saw like how, how did this happen? How did this guy get DFA'd? How did this guy get option this week? It's because they had all the teams had to cut back by two guys, and Lucius Fox was one of those guys.
1: Yeah, although he's, he's just not hitting there. He's no, yeah, but, he's, but he looks good, Q heart, good quality hair above replacement. For sure, for sure. And we also saw your. Not current. Last year's pick for the Nats?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Andrew Stevenson, the the CW. You know, he's. we talked about him also getting sent down, which we think might have been victim of the Universal DH because there's a little bit less need for pinch hitters, which was his specialty. Um, But now he's kind of stuck here. He's like out of options. So he's stuck here. But he seemed to be having a great time. And we did cheer him on. And we realized he has no idea who we're talking to when we (laughs) go CW because we didn't get to invite him over and say, can we tell you about this nickname we have? It never happened. Yeah.
1: We were trying to do that. Yeah.
0: So we also saw um, Luis Garcia, um, who yeah. was pretty, um, pretty great. And there's been a lot of chatter in Nat's world about um, Alcides, Alcides Escobar, who's on the Nationals with lots of errors and kind of a hitting slump, whereas um, Luis Garcia is doing great. Um, and why aren't they bringing him up? And may I just say these two words? service oh three words service time Mm -hmm. manipulation so that's happening and we saw it
1: yeah and i i heard from our yankees fan behind us that the same thing's happening on the Yankees side that we were getting very confused because there were two parazas there's an oswaldo paraza or oswald who's shortstop who apparently might be um being primed to take over isaiah kina who is currently on the yankees but a former pick of mine when he was not
0: Can I talk about more adorable fourth graders? Fourth graders are so much better than Yankees, sure. So last week we talked, well, Yankees are involved in this fourth grader story, but that's okay. It's actually, it's a happy ending and there's lessons to be learned from this. Last week we talked about the adorable fourth grader who um, got to meet Jazz Chisholm. Um, This time it was uh, an adorable fourth grader who got to meet Aaron Judge. And let me just say, um, how did Aaron Judge get to play at the Rogers Center, which is in Toronto? Because he's vaccinated. All of the Yankees apparently are now vaccinated. Now, to be clear, the rules to get into Canada is you have to have at least your first shot um for at least 14 days prior to entry into the country so he's probably not fully vaccinated yet but he's on his way and once you get one I mean the first one's free right and then so you're just going to get hooked on those and he's going to be like oh Mr. Public Health but if he hadn't been vaccinated and hadn't been at Rogers Center the most heartwarming baseball situation from last week would not have happened so thank you for the vaccination sir so Tuesday the Yankees are playing Toronto Blue Jays at Rogers Center in Toronto and my uh, former Yankees boyfriend, Aaron Judge, hits a home run into the second deck in left field, and it's caught by a Blue Jays fan whose name is Mike Lanz- Lanzaloto. He immediately had made friends with the guys behind him. Look, Yankees friends, Yankees fans sitting behind you, being friendly th- in the stands. Theme. It's a theme. And there, there was a little kid, a fourth grader, a nine-year-old, <laughs> wearing an Aaron Judge jersey. So, our friend Mike, the Toronto Blue Jays guy, did the right thing and turned around and just immediately handed the home run ball to Derek Rodriguez, named Derek for a Yankees reason, uh. and who immediately practically jumped into Mike's arms with, with hugs and tears and thank you and it was a wonderful moment. And not only did the whole like Twitterverse enjoy this moment, but the teams paid attention. So, that both both the the guy, the, the the Toronto fan who caught the ball and Young Derek, our, our, our new favorite fourth grader, our fourth grader of the week, um, <laughs> were invited to meet Aaron Judge the next night. So, oh, my God, you know, meet your idol. This is, this is amazing. George Springer acknowledged that it was a Toronto fan that caught it by giving the guy who caught the ball and gave it to the kid a signed jersey. Because nice. he is a Blue Jays fan. So that was pretty wonderful. And then both t- both families ha- are invited to go to Yankee Stadium when next time the Blue Jays are in town as guests of the Yankees and sit in the judges' chambers to watch the game. <laughs> so this is like, this is super sweet. It's a great story. And there are two takeaway lessons. Number one, get vaccinated. Yep. None of this would have happened if Aaron Judge hadn't gotten vaccinated. Number two, give the ball to a kid. Yeah. This is what this, these are my takeaways.
1: Yeah, I think we can add that to the official NCIB guidelines for behavior at a ballpark. Is that if you catch a ball, give it to the small child near you. Yep. So speaking of uh, COVID scares or COVID connections, Kike Hernandez, who's the my former ba- boyfriend, I originally picked him when he was on the Dodgers, and have been very happy to have him on the Red Sox, sort of, except for his bat has fallen asleep this year. But his she- socks have not. His uh, Yeah, yes, he has sake. great socks, great pants with the socks. Uh, but he te- he tested negative but was symptomatic on Friday. But that gave the gateway to a little ray of hope for me that I would have a Red Sox player on my fantasy team because, once again, I picked a guy who is still in the minors. And if I'm doing that equally with the Yankees and the Red Sox, I think there's a little bit of parody there. But Jaron Duran, Duran um, got to come up that night. And he was up last year and sort of disappointed i mean he there was a lot of hype around him for his his minor league stats and his speed and it just did not pan out last year so he came in full force he, he ended up going one for four I, I yeah i called it a cup of espresso because it, it ended up only being for friday he had hoped it would be for longer he said he was going to come up and play like his hair is on fire he's been batting 397 in triple a worcester but Kike apparently felt better on Saturday, so Duran Duran is back down, and I'm just going to have to wait until I can get a Red Sox on my wa- roster. Meanwhile, just as long as I'm talking about the Red Sox, of course, I always extend this part of the conversation. Chris Sale, who we had hoped would pitch for the Red Sox this year, despite his many uh, years of injury, he is was supposed to be coming back in the beginning of June from a rib fracture, which I just found out. I don't know why. That he couldn't report to his team in the off season because of not talking to the team. So apparently, in better times, yeah. And and by not talking to the
0: team, specifically not allowed to talk to the team because of the owner-imposed lockout. Not, I'm choosing not to tell you things. Right. Yep. So
1: he couldn't talk to the team. He's uh, was supposed to be coming back, but now they have this very vague personal medical issue which they have specifically said does not relate to baseball training nor does it relate to COVID and they're pushing back his start till maybe mid end of June but that leaves a big range of thinking about what that could be a personal medical issue I don't know I mean I appreciate you know I respect his his right to privacy absolutely if he doesn't want this all over the uh, social media scene but the the Red Sox are not doing well. (laughs) <laughs> Let's put it that way. I'll talk more about that later.
0: So more on um, us picking guys who are in the minors. Um, we're on Adley Watch. We're on Adley-Rutchman Watch. Are you tired of me talking about Adley? I don't care, I'm I talking about Adley some more. We talked about Adley a lot this weekend, because Junior Potty Mouse is a big fan, so then everyone had to suffer when we got rolling <laughs> on the Adley Watch because, OK, so um, Adley-Rutchman was the number one draft pick a few years ago for the Orioles, and everybody thought he was going to start opening day. He has that, that tricep strain. So he was, you know, rehabbing, and they're moving him through the minors. And we reported that he was at at, at Aberdeen, and then he got bumped up to to Double A Bowie Bay Sox, and then they moved him very quickly to Triple A Norfolk. And kind of the, the thought was he'd play like a week. At each of these levels, but he went very fast to AAA. And I just saw um, someone was supposing that the, you know the weather has been awful across the whole like the whole stretch mm-hmm. of like the the, the Mid Atlantic seaboard, and like a record number of games were postponed over this weekend for rain. a like, super high number were postponed. So there's a there's a, a possibility that he actually got promoted to Norfolk because they were playing elsewhere so he would get to keep oh. playing instead of being at rained out games in Bowie, because huh. they were they, they were playing you know they were they were playing away from the rain so he went to triple-a norfolk on friday he singled and scored first at bat he singled and then he scored and then he singled again on saturday so who know we're not quite sure how long if he's going to be just a little bit, and then go to the O's. But I'm feeling pretty confident that we are going to get to see him when we go see the O's on May 20th. It may not, may, it may be a week after he debuts, and that's okay. I just want to see him. Yeah, I just want to see him. So, Adley, watch.
1: Yeah, and, and that he's at Tripoli, that means he's not gonna go I mean, they're not gonna put him back in buoy, because no. we were originally hoping we're going to a buoy game that weekend too. So we were thinking we'd see him at one place or the other and that hit hop from buoy to O's, yeah. but now I, I am putting all my hope into that basket and hope uh, that all the eggs there. are in the O's
0: basket. Yes.
1: All right, I wanna do a little bit of celebration. Woohoo. We've been talking about Miguel Cabrera doing all sorts of cool things, and I think it was just last week that I said he needs one more double, and he got that double. Saturday against the Astros, and that makes him only the third player in MLB history with two, three thousand hits, five hundred home runs, and six hundred doubles, along with Albert Pujols and Henry Aaron. So yay, Miggy, I think he was my pick last year or the year before for the Detroit Tigers. Some they all blend together, but you know, one that I am very proud of. So
0: yay. If we could have managers as boyfriends, Hmm. I don't doubt that either we would arm wrestle over Dusty Baker or we would just appoint him one of the patron saints of, of the podcast. We can do that. Because we do, in fact, love Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker also reached a milestone and then a milestone plus one this past week on tuesday he became the 12th manager to reach 2000 career wins and also he's the first black manager to do that so this was awesome very excited the um the astros presented him with a bottle of dom that they all autographed to celebrate his 2000th win and all of that but then he was he still is like moving up in like total number of wins mm-hmm. and he actually um pra- uh, passed um bruce Bochy this week to the number 11 spot and he's pretty close to the next two guys so he's steadily moving up on like the record number of wins as a manager it depends how long now he's going to manage because it's going to be his last year is he going to keep going who knows um he's the only manager to take five different teams to the playoffs and he's taken two teams to the world series um as a Nats fan i have to note this didn't get enough play that on the day he got his 2000th win his son darren who plays for the wilmington blue rocks had a walk-off home run that day. So there's, there's, there's some good genes. How did we miss that? Was, was he playing the
1: day that we went there?
0: I'm embarrassed to say I didn't. I don't know that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that. But, but yay for Darren. Yay for the next generation of ballplayers. That's pretty darn exciting. Also, uh, another favorite former boyfriend of mine is Buster Posey of, of the Giants, who who retired last year, and the Giants honored him um, yesterday. We're recording on Sunday on Mother's Day. This was happening yesterday at Oracle Park. They had like an hour long you know, we can't tell you how much we love you, Buster Posey, ceremony. Um, he turned down a $22 million option to play this year. So this is how you know for sure that he's done and ready to just be the wow. family guy. He does have an ongoing relationship that's yet to be defined with the Giants, some sort of, you know, advisor kind of mm-hmm. thing to be worked out. But his important baseball relationship right now is his 10-year-old twins. Um, he's coaching. Um, one of the, His son, Lee, is playing baseball. His daughter, Addie, is playing softball. I have questions. Right. It was this Addy's choice, or was this like is a thing? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm really excited that he's coaching both teams. So um yeah, he's he said there there are even more buster hugs because it's even more appropriate. <laughs>
1: can you imagine being one of the other parents on that? Like you, especially all your years of softball scoring and coordinating snacks, can you imagine coordinating snacks with the posies? Who's going to be bringing the apples this week?
0: I bet they're good at it. I, yeah. see, I, I have a feeling that they're kind of all, and all they also have um, two more, they have two infants that they, I think that they adopted over COVID, which was why um, Buster right. um, opted out during the COVID year. So there you go. I love you, Buster. And I'm glad you had a super big extravaganza so the city could shower you with love yesterday. Yay.
1: All right, we're going to take a little bit of an interlude uh, to a campfire that we had last night. So as as we've been talking about, we're here in Rochester celebrating the graduation of Junior Potty Mouth, who's a child that I have known since birth and influenced since birth. And so I'm very proud to pass on that moniker that the kid has gotten, you know, associated with me for obvious reasons and then my own offspring potty mouth junior so don't get too confused they I think they pretty much identify themselves clearly in this conversation and a whole bunch of other people there are relatives there are friends and you know that our if for those of you have been listening to us for a while you know that when we do interviews our first question to our guests is tell us about your personal connection to baseball So after maybe an afternoon at a brewery followed by a few beers at the campfire, we thought it would be great fun to break out the microphone and ask that question to all of our friends and relatives. So here we go, check out our campfire conversation.
0: Okay, so please identify yourself and tell us something about baseball, your personal relationship with baseball, or a baseball story.
2: Hi. My name is Lucy Woods. I hope that you can hear me because I am notoriously quiet on microphones. So, my personal relationship with baseball, it starts with my parents meeting in San Francisco. (laughs) 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 All right. My parents met in San Francisco when my mother was an undergrad and my father was a graduate. And they started watching baseball in San Francisco. So, they were a huge Giants couple. So, growing up... I had some big notion of being a fan of the San Francisco Giants. And then I believe what happened next is that Barry Bonds fell from grace.
3: Oh, wow. And
2: we stopped watching baseball. Wow.
3: That's a good
2: one. That is the end of my San Francisco Giants and all of my baseball knowledge and experience until the summer of 2021. During which I drove across the country from California to Rochester. I got oral surgery on the way. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I went to a Rochester Red Wings game, a minor league baseball game, as I was recovering from oral surgery and also immediately post breakup. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I went with Junior Potty Mouse. One of Junior Potty Moth's friends, and I think another another of our friends, another of me and Junior Potty Moth's friends, was also there. Um, he's currently to my right.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, at this Rochester Red Wings game, I was entirely miserable. <laughs> I was not present
3: in the least
2: I was there um because it was a thing to do and I wanted to get my mind off of both recovering from oral surgery and from the recent breakup and instead I spent the entire game dwelling on the recent breakup and in pain from the recent oral surgery so I learned yesterday night Last night That the Rochester Red Wings Lost that game (laughs) And I found this out Because I was at my Second ever Rochester Red Wings game Again With Potty Mouth Jr Junior Potty Mouth Potty Mouth And can I say your name? You can
0: It's my podcast And with
2: Patty Mallon (laughs) Among others Um, I believe everyone Who's here in the circle Except for One person Um To. Two people who will speak later, maybe. Um, so here's my experience with that game.
0: <laughs>
2: my, my experience is that I got there and it was cold. Yeah. It
0: <laughs> and was cold.
2: I was largely uninterested in the game for the, for the most part. For, um, I want to say, the first five innings because um, <laughs> it was a low scoring it wasn't particularly low scoring but the Red Wings were losing and that was a bummer yeah. and I Good later got more invested in the game when um, the Rochester Red Wings started scoring again and it was a close game um, I believe at the end of the 6th or 7th inning it was tied 7-7 and then There was no scoring for the next two innings and so it went into extra baseball as i've i very recently learned that term i would call it overtime i I don't know if that's a word people use in baseball um, but i went to the 10th inning the rochester red wings unfortunately again lost um, but i learned a valuable lesson and that is that baseball can be fun
1: (laughs)
3: Oh, My name is Don Roberts. I'm definitely the oldest um, baseball fan in this group, sitting around the, the uh, fire. Uh, when I started baseball, awareness was in grade school, where there really were only two teams, the Yankees and the Dodgers. There were others, but these were the only ones that were talked about. So I became a Yankee fan and for the most part have remained a Yankee fan despite challenging some other friendships (laughs) with people who uh, will remain nameless. But uh, since then, fast forwarding to where I am now, I consider myself a Yankee fan, a Boston fan, a Nats fan um a cleveland fan yes um many many clubs baseball as long as you don't take it all together too seriously is an enjoyable game and i'll always be a fan Yay!
4: my name is junior potty mouth and i've been on this podcast before so i don't think you need to hear more about it oh <laughs> i'm sorry we have new listeners what do you what do you want me to say
3: your personal connection
4: to baseball um my personal connection to baseball is that i am a long-suffering baltimore orioles fan (laughs) because when i was born there were no other options in the greater dc area and i have remained as such and i'm really excited about adley Rutschman coming up hopefully soon sorry to all of the young people you're going to hear talk tonight who have to hear me complain about that every day. And my second personal connection is during spring training, I found a new website to pirate baseball so I could watch the spring training games in my poli-sci class. Thank you so much. Hello, my name is Blue Mitchell.
5: I use they-them pronouns. Um, I have been to I believe one baseball game in my life. (laughs) And here's the catch. I decided... I did not want uh junior potty mouth to explain the rules of we baseball win. to me. Instead, I, as a freshman in college, with no experience with baseball, um, with this person who I'd only met maybe two weeks ago, decided It was like four days, I'm I would sure. tell him every rule that I made about this game that I had no idea of <laughs> the rules of. Um some highlights include uh the ball the the goal of the game was actually to um Throw the ball directly back at the um, pitcher.
3: Um,
5: every time someone ran a home run, they had to do a little, um, a little dance That's a for the judges. Um, and finally, the um, the little men in the this, the bleachers who are wearing um, like these bald pointy hats, uh, they could. Um, they had one free um, uh, assassination
3: attempt. Um,
5: so that is my personal connection to baseball. Uh,
6: this is a cousin of Junior Potty Mouth or COJPM. Is that right? For, uh, for short. Certified. Um, I feel like I should have consulted my publicist before agreeing to be on this podcast. Uh, I'm a fair-weather Cincinnati Reds fan and a former Little Leaguer myself. Um, I have one career home run, uh, which I think was when I was 12. We rarely played in parks with, with fences, so it was exciting. So it's kind of hard to hit a home run without a fence, uh, unless, you know, you just kind of ran faster. But this had a fence, and I hit it to dead center field. It was a three-run shot. Um, my dad made a very valiant effort to retrieve the ball, but failed. Um, uh, uh, could have been better if he'd gotten the ball, but, uh, and then I retired after, uh, you know, age, uh, 13. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's my baseball story.
0: What do you know about Lucia's thoughts?
6: He vomited on the field. Um, (laughs) I believe it was on uh, April 27th. I actually, subsequent to hearing um, Patty talk about this, I Googled it. So I learned some additional facts, including (laughs) that he... Is this
0: verify? Is that what happened? Yes. Yes, it
6: is. So he uh, claims it was food poisoning. Oh.
0: Oh. Um,
6: Although, strangely, he says he ate a steak with macaroni. Uh, That was his own fault, then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then I know he's from the Bahamas, and that he recently played with another Bahamanian player. Yes. Uh, and it was the first time that two people from the Bahamas were playing on the same field since the 1960s, and uh, he just got sent back from the Nats to AAA. Uh, so that's what I know about Lucius Fox.
4: There you go. I am um, Potty Mouth Jr. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, I'm um, um, Potty Mouth kid, so I was raised by uh, Red Sox fans to be a Red Sox fan, um, but ended up not really like caring about baseball very much. I, uh, our whole, f- both families, uh, <laughs> Patty and Potty Mouth, had uh, baseball season tickets together, and I did not have season tickets. <laughs> um, So that's where I lie in the uh, (laughs) family um, baseball uh, uh, dynamics. You
1: know how to keep score, though.
4: I do know how to keep score. So I go to like one or two baseball games a year with both of our families. And those are genuinely very fun. Um, And I have learned, I forget how many years ago. I think in high school, I learned how to keep score, like, using a score book and I actually really enjoy doing that at baseball games, um, so for my, like, annual baseball game, that is a very fun event, although I think recently the annual baseball games have been, like, because um, this year, cause this time I went to the, uh, Rochester Red Wings game recently, and I've been to the, um, T Bolts games the past few years. So I, don't, yes. I haven't actually been to a major league baseball game in a couple of years, I think, but I have had my annual baseball game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Good job. Yay. Can I go? All right, we're back to Potty Mouth here. We're trying to convince a couple other people in our circle to chime in, but I just want to appreciate everybody for sharing their baseball stories because everybody had like a different angle and different experiences and it sort of shows the depth of baseball and i'm 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 stalling time so that you can still jump in tempting no not tempted tempted there's two so we have two silent members here and we could just make up stories about their connection to baseball sure would you like to do
0: that patty sure let's do that so so the the silent partner to the right i know actually once managed a Little League game, which was a big deal because this person is was a, a, a mom of Little League players. And at the time, that was news. That was news. And I believe I believe you won. You managed to victory. And so I'm like, you're undefeated as a manager. And I think that's really impressive. <laughs> that's good
3: by that. Okay. 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 That good. But
0: also, you know, you, if I have to have favorite Yankee fans, they are in this group. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. And then to my left is, is, is a new friend of mine who I really want to have tell me about, Adley Retschman. But I respect your decision not to, but I do appreciate that you waited patiently for everybody to come home from the game and actually looked up the, the innings so you knew when people would come home. So that's pretty good.
1: Excellent. All right, and, and if you enjoyed this episode, just let us know and we can do this all over again. We can come back to Rochester, New York, have another lovely campfire, just a little bit of beer and uh, pass around the microphone and, and have some fun.
0: Kind of makes you feel like you, you you wanted to be there, huh? I mean, we were happy to be there. I hope I hope you felt included in hold this whole thing.
1: Yeah, and please let us know if you had fun with that little interlude because you know we should we can organize more get-togethers like that <laughs> in the future. I am totally pro campfire conversation.
0: And if you did if you didn't like that, the corrections department will deal with your complaints later. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that later. Right, that would be me yep. yet again. Yep,
1: but I'm excited. <laughs>
0: It's I just I wear so many hats you on You really podcast. do, but you look cute in hats. That's,
1: oh, I don't have my hat on right now. Oh my gosh. Right. So, so
0: if things go wrong, it's because Potty Mouth is not wearing a, a backwards baseball cap right now. But it's early and it's coffee right. instead of later in beer, so we're not quite in that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Although I'm getting to the bottom of my coffee, I so I might you. start speaking a little bit faster and a little bit more animated. And talking Is it about possible, <laughs> probably not, probably not. But we will see. We're going down under to Australia, and I'm just super excited to see women's baseball names that I recognize. So when I'm reading an article about women's baseball now, and I see multiple names of women that I've seen play in other places or heard of playing in other places, because damn it, there's not enough actual video coverage of women's baseball, I get excited. And the women's, uh, the Australian women's showcase have been little bits. Uh, they're trying to work their way back up to a full season, I believe, but there was a showcase this weekend. Actually, the finals are happening. Oh, I'm bad with time. It's today, May 8th, but Australia today is different than here today and I think I think it's over <laughs> and I should have looked this up before we started recording. Either that or it's much later. But the Brisbane Bandits, Adelaide Giants, and Victoria Aces, all women's teams, were playing four games each and then the top two are in the finals today and at least I know who those top two were the the one was the bandits the brisbane bandits and on their team they had three canadians so i'm not quite sure how this all came in you know there's been a little bit of a busy weekend above and maybe i haven't been able to go into the research in quite as clear detail as usual that y'all would expect from me but the brisbane bandits have three canadians on the team claire eccles alison schroeder and alexane fournier as well as two japanese women Ishikawa and Shiori Hoshino. Uh, who, and, and Shiori, I believe, actually maybe immigrated or moved, definitely moved, I'm not sure about his papers and citizenship to Australia after high school. But they both have experience on the Japanese women's team, which we all know, well, maybe you don't. If you've been listening to our podcast, you know that they have been just winning the, the International Baseball Women's World Cup for years because they're good and there was a women's league in japan which unfortunately folded i think maybe connected to um pandemic but they stopped in 2020 but there are women's teams that still exist so i need to definitely dive into what's happening with women's baseball in japan because there are still women playing although the japanese women's league is now defunct. So a couple people going over to the Bandits. I don't know, they played today against the Victoria Aces with U.S. Anna Kimbrell, who has definitely been on the U.S. national team, who we've talked about, as well as Australian Genevieve Beacom, who we talked about, oh, several weeks ago, because she pitched not just for the women's team, the Victoria Aces, but she's pitching for the men's team, the Melbourne Aces, as a 17-year-old. Another woman we've mentioned on the podcast before is Luisa Gauchi because she is playing college baseball in the U.S. now. She's actually an Australian woman who came to the U.S. specifically to get more baseball playing opportunities. And and she has high hopes for the future. And I think, yeah, there will be a a link to an article about her. She's fascinating. The uh, Adelaide Giants have three former players from the women's league. And I'm kind of shocked that this is the team that's been eliminated. From that way, from the Japanese women's league. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Japanese women's league. Uh, Mizuki Bando, Yukina Izumi, and Ayami Sato, who is this amazing pitcher. She's 32 years old now, but she's been playing for years and is the pitcher to be feared. And actually, the manager, Risa Nakashima, is the current head coach of the Japanese women's national team. But Sato has been compared to like Clayton Kershaw. Like she's she's wow. incredibly dominant. Her stats from all of the tournaments are crazy, but I wish we could see this somehow. So I didn't see any links to video. I see the scoreboard, so I'll come back and maybe next week update on who won this. But definitely keep your eye on International Women's Baseball Or on national women playing baseball, Kelsey Whitmore, who we've talked about the past couple of weeks, playing for the Staten Island Ferry Hawks. So this is the first woman to be playing on a team that is affiliated with Major League Baseball. We talked about how she was in the starting lineup already in left field. Actually, her first appearance, I think, was a pinch runner. Yep. And this past Wednesday, she pitches. So, you know, a two-way player here, she pitched a clean out of relief. They put her in in a pressure situation. They were down by two, top of the ninth, bases loaded, and she got the out. After a ball, two strikes, and forced a fly out. So hats off to Kelsey to be playing under, you know, an abnormal amount of national attention for somebody who's in in this level of play right now.
0: For sure, and every week it seems like we say she's the first person to do that because she is. She's the only one in that spot, and anything she does, she becomes the first woman to do it. Um, Our police blotter starts with an unusual item. (laughs) We have an umpire who made a public apology, and it's a good one. I'm sure if you spend any time at all on social media, you have seen from this past Wednesday with um, the Diamondbacks-Marlins game, uh, Madison Baumgartner and umpire Dan Bellino, well actually Dan Bellino having a stare down while doing the the routine end of the first inning substance check. You know, if you've been watching, you almost miss them now because the pitchers go by, they hold up their hand, the, you know, the... The umpire just does this, like, very cursory, yeah, yeah you're fine, then keep going. Well, there was this weird, weird thing, like, all, all the, the the stills of it are the umpire, like, just staring at Mad Bum with, like, holding his hand, and it's almost like, are you going to propose? Like, are you trying to get up, like, the the, the, the you know, the courage to propose? Because this is a very meaningful stare. And apparently, um, you know, he held, like, he held that stare long enough to try to, to get Mad Bum to say something and what the folks who are paying attention to um lip reading say is basically what Mad Bum ended up saying was take your fucking time mm-hmm. which is an immediate ejection and so everyone thinks he was just baiting Mad Bum because he had uh, Mad Bum had complained earlier about some of the calls that the home plate umpire was doing so it seemed bad well you know people noticed this and uh, Dan Bellino got raked over the coals for it and he did issue an apology and he kind of hits the things that we want and an apology, and the fact that he apologized at all, it doesn't sound too much like a publicist. It sounds, you know, it's a personal thing. So I'm going to tell you what he said. He said, I'd like to address my actions on May 4th involving Madison Baumgartner. When I began my MLB career almost 15 years ago, I received some good advice. I was told to umpire every game as if my children were sitting in the front row. I fell short of those expectations this week. While I can't go back and change what happened, I take full accountability. I will learn from this incident, and I sincerely apologize.
1: That checks the boxes. It
0: does. It wasn't one of those, if if Mad Bum was offended, I'm sorry, right. or, you know... <laughs> It, it, none of that stuff it was like yeah it was me it was on me absolutely my bad and i won't try to do it anymore and this is wrong so and we will keep our eye
1: on him because that
0: yeah that put the mad in the mad bum yeah and he you know obviously got ejected right away at the end of the first inning, which is kind of like not so great for the diamondbacks mm-hmm. um other uh, suspensions actually that happen um our pal buck Showalter of the mets and Joan lopez A pitcher for the Mets were both suspended and fined, um, Buck for one game and Yohan for three, for intentionally throwing at Kyle from Waltham last Sunday. And this is fascinating. Yeah, that would be Kyle Schwabba. So the fascinating things to me are there were no ejections during the game. So the umpires on Mm. the spot did not say, You're out. The Phillies said, we think this was intentional. And MLB apparently reviewed it after the fact and issued the suspensions and the undisclosed amount of fines for this, which I didn't know was a thing that happened. But it is, in fact, a thing that happens. And I was especially interested in this because, you know, Buck Showalter has rightly expressed concern about how many times the Mets have been hit by pitch. It's a lot. As of last week, it was 20 times. They were leading, wow. leading the majors. As of last week, I didn't even, like, look to see how many more have happened since then. They're getting, they're getting hit. A lot. So, Joan Lopez, the one who was suspended Uh for this, is the same guy that hit um, Nolan Arenado last week, which caused that bench-clearing brawl, and he was fined for that, and I think this is fascinating. Francisco Lindor and Eduardo Escobar paid the fine for him for the Arenado incident, and he has now been sent down Um, So I don't clearly he he doesn't have great control. And also, as we mentioned before, rosters got cut back from 28 Mm. players to 26 players. So I think they may have used that occasion to send him down. They didn't say anything about anybody covering his fine this time around. But that's that's our police blotter.
1: Interesting, and I'm going to be seeing the Mets on Tuesday night, so maybe as you're listening to this, with with one of our fans of the show, hey, Ollie, we're going to go to a Mets game. Honestly, I am on my way to getting tickets, Mets Nationals, so let's hope that nobody gets hit and that everybody has a good time. We just hope both teams have fun. Yeah, because we are bringing bringing a Mets fan with us just for that, you know, Mm
0: -hmm. banter,
1: that enjoyable banter that we have.
0: (laughs) Uh, so we have this fantasy league. Oh,
1: right, right. <laughs> this is my line. How are we doing? Okay, I have a riddle for everybody. What do the Red Sox, the Nationals, and me have in common? Anybody? Anybody? All right, we are all in the basement. We are all, all in last place in our divisions. So Patty's gonna run down my division here.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I am just above potty mouth, but not by a lot. So we are still hanging out, doing the mom thing, supporting all of our, you know, all of our loved ones here. All these, all these other teams that, that you know, these guys that we care about so much. We really appreciate you playing along, and you just have our undying support from the mm-hmm. bottom up. Apparently, so number one, spicy Susie Hot Mess Express. Number two, bow nose boyfriends. Number three, Leftovers. Number four, Karen's Legit Team. Number five, Deborah F's Team. Number six, iZombie is Four Adults. Number seven, Not As Depressed Ace Fan. Number eight, The Kids. Number nine, Hail Mary. And then you get us, me and then potty mouth.
1: You know, I, I was just gonna say that. I guess we gotta keep our eye on those zombies. So the zombies were much further down, and he said that he was he was gonna be coming back and looking for some brains and creeping up there. Creeping so up. so watch I believe your if, back. If it's a watch zombie thing,
0: it's shambling.
1: Okay, that's, yeah yeah yeah. That
0: would be the zombie verb that you're looking for is shambling. The zombie verb. <laughs> <laughs> we are full of helpful hints here. And, and coffee bus. and Cointreau, as yep. it turns out. Yep. And and soon to be bagels. Yay, Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're getting bagels delivered yep. by the Potty Mouth. And can we just say, these. at the end of our road trip, Mr. Potty Mouth is making us dinner. Mm-hmm. So this is a good day. I'm feeling like... I'm feeling happy Mother's Day from start to finish today. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, and the weather looks like it's going to cooperate for our, our drive home.
0: We are going to be chasing the rain as opposed to be driving through it. Hooray. So um, wish us safe travels. Well, actually, by the time you hear this, you'll know for sure if right. we made it or not, I guess. <laughs> if this episode gets posted, we're fine. Right,
1: right. Or if the, you, there would be like a, a little intro maybe from Mr. Pottymouth explaining the
0: situation. <laughs> what do you have going on this week? Ain't what do I, do I have going on? Well, I'm, I'm going to that Mets game, the oh, Nationals-Mets
1: game on Tuesday. And uh, I think that's pretty much my highlight. How about you?
0: So um, I have two baseball things, both associated with the Thunderbolts, our local collegiate summer team. Um, We have just, you know, just a little board meeting on on Tuesday, but it's going to be at the ballpark instead of on freaking Zoom. So it's going to feel more like real baseball is happening. And then on Wednesday, I have my first meeting as one of the public address announcers for the team. I'm so excited. I get to do four games in July this year, and I got to learn how to do it. And we'll see um, how much they can convince me to follow the script and how much I may try to dance my own steps. That may have to wait till the fourth and final game.
1: And and I'm going to have to be in the stands yeah, you reporting
0: are. on the situation. Yeah, you are. Hey, so if we pronounced anything wrong, we got any facts wrong, or you love us, feel free to tell us on social media. Um, the complaints department can be found as follows. Yeah, you can contact me. I will be fielding all of those <laughs> (laughs) foul balls at
1: uh, (laughs) NCIB podcast on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram is No Crying
0: in b Hey, we have this Patreon situation where we're asking you if you have, um, you know, a spare buck or two every month to help us cover the costs of of this podcast. We are not trying to make any money. We just like not to lose any money because we sure do like doing this. And so you find us at Patreon.com slash No Crying in B-Ball. And now that you're saying
1: that, my goal is going to be to upload more stuff before this episode drops. So there will be something for you to uh, hear and enjoy on our Patreon page.
0: Yeah, we do give you a little extra so, um, mm-hmm. to thank you for your support. Um, Be like Aaron Judge. Get, get your vaccinations up to date. Be like Aaron Judge. Give the ball to a kid. Uh, fight the man. It's the right thing to do. And until next week, say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Goodnight, Potty Mouth. Would you say Junior Potty Mouth because inspired by Potty Mouth right. as opposed to Potty Mouth Junior sired potty. by Potty <laughs> <laughs>